My ability to summon fish is of no use for this toppling building. Representing the United States West Coast, Dazzler. Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast. They like a little badunkadunk. Yeah. Is, is, am I allowed to say that? Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. Everybody's in the midst of grief and Reed Richards' wife is hitting on the new guy. Hello, we are at Emerald City Comic Con and I, and Bean, am here with Morgan Jordahl. Hello. And Christina Solmas. And uh, we, we are, are here just kind of BSing about the con. So uh, tell me, I really haven't gotten out from behind the booth. Talk to, talk to me about the panels. What have you seen? Um, well, I went to the uh, Will Wheaton and Paul and Storm cage match, which wasn't a cage match at all. Oh. Which I was sort of disappointed. There was no blood. I mean, there was just music. Was but there a cage? Music. No, there wasn't even a cage. I mean, it's really half-assed, you know, sort of disappointing. Oh, come on. <laughs> it wasn't actually disappointing. It was really funny. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, I went to the um, How to Date Geek Girls panel. Oh, my God. I wanted to go yeah. to that because it looked hilarious. A, because, I mean, the whole concept is hilarious. And yeah. B, because, like, there were some legit people on there, right, Gail Simone? Yeah, yeah, yeah it could have exactly. gone wrong. But Un- Unfortunately, Gail Simone didn't really talk as much as she normally does uh, on a panel. And it seemed like there was more um, talk from a lot of the other people that are more vocal. Uh huh. So what what was it about? Like, what did they actually talk about there? Well, they talked. I mean, sometimes they talked like seriously about how to approach a geek girl or just how to. Like, Doesn't that apply to most girls exactly, or people yeah, in or general? Or people? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, how do you approach somebody in a social situation or like in a public? Um, environment. Oh, that's awesome. Is that, that looks like Kaylee Fry yeah, out of... A really amazing Kaylee dress just walked Yeah, by. it does. <laughs> awesome. Um, that's okay. Everything we've been recording here has been interrupted <laughs> by, like, commentary about the cosplay, so yeah, it's cool. Yeah, well, you can't help it when there's so much great cosplay around. Right. I also have ADHD, so, like, this <laughs> is, <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, shiny! <laughs> Literally <laughs> and figuratively. Yeah. And catchphrasely. <laughs> Catchphrase. Catchphrasely, yes. Is that a word? That's not it a word. is now. <laughs> we have deemed it a word. <laughs> yeah, so they just like, you know, telling people like, what, like geek pickup lines? or uh, Yeah, actually at the <laughs> very beginning they introduced themselves and then they um, plugged their favorite geek line. Were there like, any good ones? Yeah. Uh, there was, oh gosh, oh gosh, what was the one? Oh, this is not my final form. Or something like that. What you don't want to see ju- my final form, it's wrinkly and horrible. John uh, Roderick said I know. that. One. I was always a fan uh, yeah. of the Harry Potter ones. Do you remember when the Harry Potter ones were like a big deal? Everyone had Harry Potter pickup uh, lines. No, what, what, what's the Harry Potter pickup lines? Uh, there were lots of them. There, I mean, this is the obvious ones. Like, you know, is that a wand in your pocket? Are you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, But there okay. were some clever ones. Like, you know, are you a Bogart because your body's ridiculous? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're grown worthy. I I enjoyed them. That's that's excellent. I'm a sucker for a good pun. So yeah. what? How as as a like. I'm presumably sane, presumably geek girl, if you identify as, yeah. as as any of those things. Like, what was your opinion of the panel? My opinion was is that it was it wasn't as moderated well as it should have been uh, to give like equal opportunity for each person on the panel. There were quite a few speak. people, right? Right. There was about six or so hmm. on the panel. They all had contributions that were either funny like really funny and 
were able to give some advice to somebody. But I feel like the guys who were who were there genuinely to seek advice were not able to, might not be able to tell if something's a joke or if something's actually oh real so concrete. That's like a huge thing, I feel like, yeah. in geek culture is like... So there's the concept of hipsterisms. Okay. Where it's like, I'm being ironically sexist or ironically racist. <laughs> and, and really, they're just, just, no, being, you're just being racist. racist. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but I feel like that crosses over into geek culture in ways. Yeah, definitely. And, and there are people where I'm like, you know, the thing is, as a female trying to break into comics... I can't tell if you're being serious or joking in this situation. Also, I'm, I've been trained out of sarcasm, which helps mm-hmm. me be confused a lot. <laughs> I, have, I have a problem with sarcasm. I should stop being so sarcastic all the time. <laughs> you know what? It, I don't think sarcasm is inherently bad. I just feel like it gets used to, to either bully or uphold well, the yeah, patriarchy. Is, don't, for lack of a they're not word. sarcastic. Yeah. They're just mean. Right. And that, like, that line is really, really fine. Yeah. <laughs> And it's and, and also I think you have to get to know people or actually know the people that might be on that panel, yeah. In order to understand what their humor is and if they're that like they're like that all the time, then you can understand where the line is. And oh, I or, feel like yeah. we're we're going back around to like the why is it not okay to call? Uh, I'm going to pronounce your name wrong and then feel bad. Cavanya, Wallace, like <laughs> oh, the onion. Yeah, Cavanya. So much fun to say. <laughs> It's like, so did you hear that story? I didn't. So The Onion tweeted during the Academy Awards <laughs> that, oh, and that convention at Wallace is a cunt. Which is a joke, right? Because it's right. supposed to be like, oh, she's so sweet that she would never, like, no one would ever call her that. But it's not funny. Because guess what? Guess what? There are many people ago. that have a vile opinion of black women in this world. Even, <laughs> even little girls. Yeah. Like, remember what happened to the girl who played Rue in the Hunger Games? What was no. Her name? Uh, Amanda Sedberg. What happened to her? There was a whole bunch of tweets about how people were like, you know, why did they cast a black girl to play Rue? Rue's not black, even though in the book it says oh. specifically that she's black. And then That's people what were like, oh, it's was. less sad now that she's black. Like, really? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. See, and I feel like all the people that are like, every time, every time you walk past, I'm on the mic. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, all, the, all the people that um, were like, well, that was totally funny because it's so absurd. You guys are, you're too sensitive. Our A, white male. Sorry, yeah. guys, but... I mean, I, I can kind of understand on. it because I wish we lived in a world where that was obviously exactly. Humor. It's just too close to but the things don't. that people actually yeah. say and think. And <sighs> there's, I feel like people just need to be more conscious about what they're saying. Really think about it, especially if they're going to be on a panel, yeah, or, or even asking the questions at the panel in the audience. <laughs> it will be a beautiful day when people <laughs> think before asking questions <laughs> to a panel in the audience. I mean, just prepare a little bit and then. Your ideas will flow better. Okay. I mean, I have to three before you open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sometimes I can just blurt out what I want to say or, you know, without thinking. But yeah, that seems time, to be a theme here. <laughs> most of the time I'm like, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I came out wrong. <laughs> yeah. So con in yeah. general, um, favorite things? I mean, I haven't been here very long yet, but I don't know. I just like seeing people's costumes. Right. It's amazing. Do you have a favorite cosplay that you've seen? There's one lady uh, walking around in a full, like, red leather Assassin's Creed outfit. Have you nice, seen her? It's no. amazing. That's great. <laughs> yeah, no, really impressive. Like, full, like, red, black leather, like, crazy detail. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> this sounds awesome. Um, I don't know what my favorite right now is. I haven't seen a really good Star Trek 
uniform yet. Mm. And I've I been counting to... red shirts. Have you been counting red shirts? I haven't counted I'm the red shirts. I've been counting red shirts. I've been tallying other things. <laughs> Today, the eleventh doctor's winning over the tenth. Yesterday, oh, yeah. I saw more tens than elevens. But yeah, no, there's a lot of red shirts wandering around. There'll be even more because tomorrow is when Sir Patrick Stewart's panel is. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> I Sir just Patrick saw a guy walk past in a red shirt that had like the very. Uh, it looked very Stewart-esque from the back. There's I a bald know. guy in one of those. I was yeah. wandering around yeah. too. I thought actually for a second I was like, is it? No, of course no. it's not. No. He wouldn't wear that here. Oh God, no, he'd be mobbed. He make it out the door alive <laughs> i'm not going to reveal my favorite cosplay because that's that's i'm going to say that on the on the podcast later but okay my favorite cosplay moment of the day was i found a male hawkeye and i was like hawkeye do you know what the hawkeye initiative is and i need you to pose sexy and he's like oh my god that's like the third i mean <laughs> the third request i've gotten this is demeaning uh, that just that or, just goes to show you how awesome our city is i know right <laughs> nice. like he had he had the nice like boobs boobs and butt at the same time but oh, was very going nice. on. sweet <laughs> no i've been ever since like the hawkeye initiative now just every time i see a poster that makes me angry because of what the girl's wearing yes i saw her too <laughs> i don't think she's wearing any clothes she isn't she's got a, a thong on she's got a thong on and a thing and, and body paint body paint wasn't there a rule oh, against wow. that with the con rules <laughs> no like really yeah thought, no there was a yeah. nudity thing in the con rules i have a feeling like although you know the con rules said that it's because it's legal in washington that's not true oh, nudity really? is legal in the city well of i was gonna say like <laughs> Fremont salsa spray exactly. anyone yeah exactly. no but no so whenever I see like the pictures of the girls in the really scandalous outfits and it makes me angry I just yeah. imagine it as Hawkeye it makes me less angry oh that's true oh my god yesterday yesterday yeah. I saw one okay I saw one painting it was of a mermaid right uh-huh. and they had actually drawn a butt crack onto her like she's a mermaid how do mermaids hit butts they don't. I mean, it's just they have. And where like, I, I'm thinking about the like where are the fluids going if there is actually a butt crack. Like, I'm just like, I think they have fishy pee hole. And that <laughs> it's like this just it doesn't even it defies biology, imaginary biology. Yes, <laughs> yes damn them for not following imaginary biology. Welcome to Emerald City Comic Con, where we are talking to Evan J. Peterson, who is not only a fantastic desire, as in the Endless character, but also um, editor-in-chief of Minor Arcana Press. Yes, indeed. Uh, creative director, etc. Yeah, I was going to be um, Cammy, the HIV-positive Muppet from South African <laughs> Sesame Street, but the costume just didn't come together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So desire it is. Well, <laughs> they're so similar. I mean... You know. Wait. <laughs> Sorry. <I'm just laughs> that's not the first Muppet joke that's been made. <laughs> uh, oh, what dear. Did what, what I call Joel? The Black Muppet? I don't know. Oh. There, there was a... a, a um, shit. This is completely worthless for me to be talking like this right now. There was a Black Muppet that was the Black Muppet for a bit in the 70s. Oh, dear. Was it Roosevelt Franklin? Roosevelt Franklin. Shit! <laughs> Can I cuss on the microphone? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, so um, first, how's your con going? It's great. I just got here. Um, all of these geeks wanted me to stand in line behind them. And I'm like, no, no, I'm someone important today. Bye. So nice. that was nice. Excellent. It's very rare that I get to be important. Excellent. Did well, good job. Did yeah. you see the, uh, the thrall of humanity waiting to come into the con? Yes! It was insane. Yeah, well, you know, it's a con. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's I, ever it, been It's this double the size this year. It's crazy. Wonderful. Uh, so yeah. tell us a little bit about Minor Arcana in general. Uh. About the press? Yeah. Or about the tarot cards? Well, Okay, the press, so the press is named after the, the tarot cards. Um, and so we are an esoteric-themed press. Uh, we look for and publish literature that is just weird. 
Um, and we're we're very into misfit culture. So you know we have a we have a few LGBT authors, but we're not really like looking for a specific demographic other than you know adorable misfits who are really really good at what they do. Nice. Yeah. So uh, we we put out Zebra Feathers by Morris Stegosaurus, which is you know the best furry poetry I've ever read ever. Um, and it's and you know the furry stuff is only a small part of it. Uh, and then he, he made a magic joke at some point. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he said that Dakota Fanning has been tapped to play a certain character and cannot be untapped till her turn is over. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's amazing geek poetry. I love it. Um, so tell us a little bit about the upcoming project Drawn to Marvel. Okay, um, Drawn to Marvel has been a long time in the works. Uh, the editors of the project are Brian Dietrich, who wrote Krypton Knights. Uh, which I forget which award that won, but it won a pretty uh, high-profile poetry contest. Um, and he also wrote The Monstrance and Universal Monsters and Lovecraft. Uh, he just writes a lot of geek poetry. And he and Marta Ferguson uh, are the co-editors of Drawn to Marvel, which is all superhero-themed poetry. Um, and they are currently accepting submissions, and we are going to have that due out uh, in time for AWP Seattle in 2014. Nice. And uh, it better be out in time for Emerald City Comic Con next year. I hope so. Yeah, so it about a year. So that's from conception to actual press, you'd say? Oh, no, uh, it was conceived years ago, and they had so much trouble getting a press to publish it, because apparently all these hoity-toity poetry presses were like, well, I don't know if there's, if there's uh, an audience for that. And so when, when Minor <laughs> Arcana Press started, I, I called Brian, and I was like, Brian, I want the book. I want it yesterday. Let's talk about it. And it all worked out. So what was your initial, like, you said it was, a, you know, your idea was to have a bunch of basically misfits, you know, mm-hmm. the, the outskirts. Um, like, and you said that you've got a couple LGBT authors. Yeah. But what is, like, your overall idea for Minor Arcana? Stuff that is really fun and really weird. Okay. Also, uh, we look for authors who are also really good performers, people who put themselves out there and sell their own work and, you know... Uh, Morris Stegosaurus he was he toured the performance poetry scene a lot a few years ago uh, so he's kind of getting back into the swing of that so you know people who are really interesting first and foremost and then who also are really into you know getting their work out there rather than you know asking me to make books sell I feel like Minor Arcana publishes people that wouldn't be published otherwise necessarily in book form like yeah I don't know at least I'm not saying there's no other audience for these people I'm saying that Minor Arcana particularly is interested in people who otherwise would not necessarily be publishing maybe self-publishing yeah self-publishing or being on the performance circuit more so than or being in, in anthologies more so than having their own show I don't know we, we definitely have a very DIY punk aesthetic yeah. um, in, in the sense that, yeah, indeed, all of, uh, all of our first round of authors, including uh, my book is out on Minor Arcana. Um, my book is called Skin Job, named after Blade Runner. But um, we all were zinesters. We made our own little chapbooks on Xerox machines. And then we were just waiting for, you know, someone to like us enough to publish us. 
And the the publishing world can be really academic, especially in poetry. Yep. Um, um, I was looking at small press distribution, and they're like, no genre poetry. And I'm like, right? really? Which is insane. Really? Which is insane. I, I don't understand why you would limit, like, if you have someone who wants to put out material, you know, mm-hmm. and they really want it out there, don't put hurdles in front of them. I mean, yeah. you know, it should be more, like, uh, it, there should be a more accepting sort of, okay, we'll get it out there and just, you know, see, see what goes on. And to call something genre is already meant to be an insult. It's meant to demean it and take power and seriousness out of it. When, I mean, some of the best literature ever is genre. You know, we can't say that Dune is a pulp fantasy book. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, even... Yeah, okay, I, I don't want to get started because we'll be here all day. <laughs> but yeah, that, that really pisses me off that uh, people would use the term genre not only as a, as a label to conveniently you know, mark out what they don't want to look at, but also as, a, you know, as an insult and a way of demeaning the value and the, and the actual artistic uh, craft of the work. So sort of what I'm thinking of is you know, you've got your major publishing houses mm-hmm. and... There is, to a certain extent, very formulaic, you know, this is, you know, what we're looking for right now. What's the flavor of the month? So something like Minor Arcana doing maybe something that's not so mainstream is viable and valuable for future generations because if, you know, that stuff doesn't get published, no one would know. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. And I I also like to make a distinction between uh, people who write poetry on a theme first rather than just writing it and if it takes on its theme then uh, that's just what it does so you know Morris's book is very much fantasy and magical realism oriented but that's just what he likes you know he didn't say oh I'm gonna write you know I'm gonna write you know poems about Magic the Gathering or or you know sort of young adult but totally not for a kid's audience uh, themed adventurous journeys through poetry uh he just writes what he writes and i love it and that's why i published him nice so as a final question yeah who is your favorite superhero or top three? Oh, okay um i adore batman but i don't even know if i like batman as much as his villains Fair. so you know for me it's i read batman for the villains i don't Bruce Wayne himself is kind of a drag, you know. He's he's I don't know. He's irritating. He's rich. He's angsty. Yeah, he's really obsessive compulsive. He's like fucking Howard Hughes, right? All up in his Batcave. Um, <laughs> so I guess not Batman, but if we're if we're talking about heroes rather than villains, um, that, that's fair, I guess. But can we talk franchises rather than yeah, individuals? Yeah. Okay, so it would be Batman. I will always love the X-Men, although I've made it a point to stop reading them because they're always retconning some bullshit. Oh, my God. I'm like, whose baby mama is a cloned alien from the future? Wait, what? (laughs) Who's a cyborg now? When did she lose her leg? Who's gay? Stop it. So, yeah, uh, Batman, X-Men, and then um, I would have to say Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Yeah, he, you agent of shade, etc., Nice. He gets around as a, in the hero books. That's fair. Yeah. I now have this amazing idea of a, like a Batman Year 100 story where Bruce Wayne has sort of relegated himself in a Howard Hughes manner, like Howard Hughes-esque like method where he doesn't leave the Batcave because he's terrified of germs unless he's wearing the bat <laughs> suit. Isn't that what Kingdom Come is about? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. It's been years. Yeah. Or Batman Beyond or something. 
Oh God. Yeah, I could I could totally see him doing that. I mean, Batman's pretty much autistic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's obsessed with martial arts. He's always gotta he's always gotta have his his whatever it is that he's set on. You know. <laughs> He has to put a bat in front of everything. Yes. <laughs> Alfred's like, it's, it's a car. He's like, it's the bat car. Right. It's, ju- it's, it's just not a just car. a car. It's the bat car. Yes. Right. She's not Catwoman anymore. Now she's Bat Catwoman. <laughs> well, thanks for chatting with us today. And Heck yeah, have a great, thanks for having me. Great rest of your con. I will. We are here at Emerald City Comic Con, and I'm talking to Ob Driver, who is publicity coordinator for Dark Horse Comics. Hey, what's going on? What are we? We're, we're talking to trade secrets right now. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Perfect. What's uh, happening, Ann Bean? I am at the end of the con. I'm not sure where I am or what's happening. We're, t- and we're ten, uh, minutes, 10 minutes, <laughs> maybe 15 minutes away from the close of Emerald City Comic Con yeah. right now. It's been a madhouse here. Yes. So. Yes. Uh, so tell me what's new, hip happening, and what you're excited about that's going on at Dark Horse. Uh, Dark Horse is a whole lot of uh, got a whole lot of stuff going on, really. Uh, between our licensed properties that we've been crushing on, you may have heard of a little book called Hyrule Historia that has been doing uh, stellar numbers, number one a book in uh, practically the world, really. Uh, so yay the, for that! The moment that that beat out Fifty Shades of Grey was the oh. moment when I wanted to like stand on tables like like in Dead Poet Society and just be like yes. And thank God it did because it just uh, it just shows that mm, there is there is proof that the nerd culture can rise up against the uh, the housewives of the United thank States. God, the new the horrible new mythos. So uh, aside from licensed stuff, what else has been going on? Great creator owned series. We're we're doing some. Brand new superheroes titles. Uh, there's a series called The Victories by Mike Oming, which is going Ooh. ongoing. Awesome stuff. Mike Oming is very dark, but very, very fun. Uh, we're doing a series with Joe Casey that's called Catalyst, and everybody nice. loves Joe Casey. That's going to come out in July. Uh, let's see. We also have, um, trying to think. Also, uh, oh gosh, The Black Beetle. The Black Beetle by Francesco Francavia, Eisner winner. Fantastic book. Very pulp noir. Very sexy stuff. Totally. Awesome. Totally. What's, what was your favorite book of the past year? Well, if you haven't been reading Mind Management, you probably should, seeing as how it's been optioned for a film by Ridley Scott now. Wow. By Ridley so, Scott. Uh, yeah, nice. he's picked up to produce now. So, I mean, that, that makes us go, oh, yeah. So, I mean, we play the waiting game, but Mind Management is ongoing. Uh, Matt Kent writes it, and it's phenomenal. Uh, also, Brian Woods, the massive, a very, oh. very timely piece on uh, on the global, uh, <clears throat> well, the environmental issues that we're facing right now. So, awesome, very cool stuff. And 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 one one quick shout out to the Goon, which is my God, personal yes. personal favorite. Uh, you know, it, it comes out when it comes out. We don't. <laughs> it, it is monthly, but it might be bi monthly or you never or, or every other month. So you know, what happened? the goon kickstarter they were so kickstarting to do the film four, yes four hundred thousand dollars we raised um first two hundred thousand was all on the goon and then the second two hundred thousand dollars we pushed hard from the dark horses back end and we made it happen there's storyboards going on right now as they continue to draw those will be kind of filled in but uh nice. yeah i think they're moving forward with it and hopefully we'll have our first r-rated cgi movie on our hands god i hope so and come on paul giamatti and and uh, and freaking clancy brown as right. voices you can't go wrong with that Goon movie. It's sexy stuff. With zombies. With zombies, absolutely. And then, uh, you know, and then Ann Bean hanging right. out with right. Trade Secrets. Thank you, Ob. Absolutely. We'll see you. Make it, make it, make it.